get the status quo. What? This is a sports coverage. Thank you, one and here. All right, all right, all right. Recorded from the heart of Northeast Mississippi, covering high school, college, and the pros. Jackson Finch, Peyton Taylor. This is Cousin Cast. And welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh uh, my god. This cousin cast. Oh welcome back to Cousin Cast everybody. Hi, how are y'all doing? I'm Jackson Finch along with Peyton Taylor. We're on another beautiful Tuesday afternoon here at Northeast Mississippi Community College. And this is a special day for us. Uh NBA starting back tonight. The season 2019-2020 season is officially starting back tonight, Peyton. The Lakers are gonna go down tonight and start it, their 82-0 campaign. They're gonna go 0 one tonight. It's gonna be excellent. Uh, really looking forward to the start of the NBA season. But that's tonight. not all. We're not all. That's not the only thing we'll be talking about today. We're also gonna get into some college football, maybe some NFL stuff. But we are gonna talk a little bit about the NBA season, what we think is gonna happen since it's starting tonight. We're gonna talk about that a little later, bit. A little later in the show, I need to kind of slow down. I'm kind of stumbling over my we, words. We got over time. Here. We got time. We got time. But um, yeah. So what we're gonna do first? We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna uh just you know start doing college football like we always do. Um, we'll talk about we'll we'll talk about Ole Miss first. It was a little bit of a closer game, and there's a little bit to take more from it than the LSU State game. And then we'll get to into some other stuff around the college football world. But Peyton, you were there. I know you were there in Oxford. It looked like a great crowd came out for that game. You know, just take us through some of your thoughts. I mean, I, I did a write-up on it this morning. Uh, if you want to read some of that, by the way, go to socialsportsmississippi.com. Uh, that's socialsportsms.com. And it was, I mean, look, there's this Ole Miss team is young, of course. We've talked about how young they are. They're showing a lot of potential. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of potential on this team. Extremely young. It's, an, it's a fun team to watch. It's like I've talked about with other people. Last year, there was a point where I almost gave up watching almost football. I think there was like three or four games I didn't watch last year because the, the product was just felt like it was going nowhere so badly that I just didn't even care to watch. I, I, I stopped watching after the first quarter of the Egg Bowl last season. That's how bad it was. So this year you have a team that's – young and they're fun to watch and they play hard and they're steadily improving every game and you saw it against A&M because there were points where it looked like especially at the start of the second half Ole Miss was going to pull away from A&M it, after the first drive it felt like Ole Miss had all the momentum they were really just going to jump on top of A&M coming out of the second half and then the freshman mistake hit the biggest one Plumlee fumbling the ball which was the scoop and score for A&M and then after that, just a lot of uh, missed execution, the blocked field goal, bad coverage, not bad blocking on the interior on that play, the interception thrown by Corral, which I told you I don't know where what he was thinking he had when he threw that football. Me and you talked about it at lunch with Jerion Ely going out with the injury. When Jerion Ely went out, uh, the offense changed big because he was obviously – in the first half, the offense did almost nothing. And the only reason we scored in the first half was because Jerry and Ely did what Jerry and Ely does and ran, uh, hit the edge for a 69-yard touchdown. And what amazes me is he every game he shows why he was a five-star recruit. He showed he showed bursts of speed, and then he showed brute strength of you know ripping a tackle, essentially throwing a guy off him at the 15-yard line and just strutting in the end zone. 
He's going to be special, but when he went down, the running game took a, a, a pretty good hit. But credit to Snoop Connor. Snoop Connor stepped in and did what he had to do for the most part. He ran the ball effectively. The backfield's looking like it's going to be great in the next coming years. But after this one, the defense played phenomenal. They did what they had to do until they were put on the field basically the, the entire fourth quarter. That was the only score they allowed in the second half. Overall, again, this team is so close. I would say this team, talent-wise, they are close to being able to compete with some of the better teams in the SEC, but just a lot of inexperience, a lot of freshman mistakes. Stick with this team. I know it's hard. Like I said, this loss this loss disgusted me because I knew how winnable it was. But, you know, stick, stick, to, the, stick to the path. Ole Miss will be fine. These kids will grow. We've got a lot of talent. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Next year is going to be re- pretty fun, but by the junior year, by this team's junior year, where the freshmen are junior, it's going to be a very, very fun Ole Miss team to watch and a very competitive Ole Miss team. And y'all finally get a, a bye week this week, correct? Thank goodness. And it was after uh, – it, it took it a little while. A lot of injuries, too. Yeah. Um, Braylon Sanders, our two, number two wide receiver, he's been nursing a hamstring, all, it seems like, all year. Uh, Scotty Phillips goes down with a knee injury. Jerry Neely with the concussion. John Ross Plumley is going to have a minor operation done in his knee. Uh, four of our offensive linemen, Eli Johnson, uh, Bryce Matthews, Ben Brown, and uh, Michael uh, – it's not Michael Douglas, that's an actor. Michael Howard, uh, they're down on the offensive line. So, But the good thing is Luke said that he expects all of them, from what he's heard, to be back for Auburn. The bye week came at the perfect time. So I hope, you know, obviously I hope our kids can get well and we're ready to uh, go give Auburn everything we got because even though it's not looking like we were going to go to a bowl, that was the best chance to win that one, to put yourself on a good bowl path. I do think Auburn is, if we play to the absolute best of your ability, I think Auburn's a winnable game uh, because of how good our run defense, how much improved it's been. Auburn can't really throw the ball with Bo Nix. I think it's a winnable game, but you're going to have to be at your best. Hopefully those guys can be back at 100% ready to give it their all. Because that is your last line. Because let's be honest, we're not beating LSU this year. I don't care if it's at home. So this is your last line of defense. This your backs are officially against the wall. Yeah. Um, moving on, Mississippi State. They're talking about bowl games. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of in the same boat with y'all. Um, we you know we've we're at three and four. Sitting at three and four right now, and we could beat A and M if I feel like if we go over there and play well, and play the like the you know really really well. Uh, we could go over there and win, and that would be huge in the the bowl race. But, I mean, besides that, you're looking at beating Arkansas and Appalachian and having five wins going into the Egg Bowl. So, we're kind of in the same boat with you guys. But going back to the LSU game, uh, I think the first half, I think we came out with a lot of energy, and we looked really good there for a little bit. Uh, we cut – we LSU went down, and we held them to three field goals. It was nine to nothing that time, and then – the offense came down and um, scored, made it nine to seven, and you know I'm sitting there and I was, I was thinking I was like, okay, we're right in this, and then on the kickoff, face mask, brought him up to the 45, blown coverage, touchdown, 15-7, just like that. Turn around, Strader makes a freshman mistake, doesn't even just doesn't see the linebacker there, it's a misread. He was standing right there waiting on it. Grant, it was a really good interception, but, I mean, just didn't see him. LSU getting that score with 50 yeah. seconds left before the half yeah. was big. So, he threw it. I mean, we got they intercepted it, scored, and it was 22-7 to 7 going into the half just like that. And, um, I mean, that was this the story of the first half was just turnovers. I thought we played well defensively and offensively. Just, I mean, we turned the ball over, and you can't do that for the team of their caliber. And then in the second half, it was just LSU horses took over, and they just showed why they're – 
the number two team in the nation, yeah. and they're just more talented than us. If you didn't, and I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound, but just I, I I didn't get to watch all of it, but I noticed just by like I was keeping up with it on ESPN's GameCast. Yeah. If LSU wanted to score the ball, they could have made it worse in yeah. the second half. Yeah. But they you know they they kind of slowed it down, which you know so 36 14 and all in all. You know, y'all's, y'all's team is just like ours. I mean, y'all are a pretty young team. Ole Miss and State's team right now are very like, if you think about it. Very young. I mean, they both have, you know, their different, you know, different problems that they're going through. But like you said, they're both very young. And they're both, you both can see, you, you can see, you know, glimmers of, you know, something good's about to happen. I feel like you can see it both ways. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, de- I definitely think you can. I think uh, – State's obviously still got talent. Y'all got a good quarterback in Garrett Schrader. I think he is going to be good yeah, in the future. Uh, you've obviously got Kyle, is Colin Hill a junior? Yeah, he, and the way we're playing, I feel like he'll be back next year. You think he'll be back? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just going to be um, it's going to be interesting. But watching both of these teams, you know, the Egg Bowl is going to creep up before we even know yeah. it. Where? Let me ask you, uh, who y'all are sitting at three and four now? Three and four, yeah. Y'all are going to be. It's I could honestly. I mean, I could. Y'all are probably unless y'all beat A and M, y'all are gonna need the egg bowl to make yeah. it to a bowl. Yeah, I can um, agree with you. Um. So, and here's the thing, and tell me, I want you to be completely honest. I'm being completely honest with you right now, not setting any biased. I think right now, Ole Miss might be the favorite on the road to start bowl. I, I think it'd be a toss up. I, I mean, it would be a toss up. I'm not saying. I I'm not saying it, it would favorite. be. I I mean, I would not say it'd be like a big, but I just think. We play our strengths play really well against what y'all y- y'all's weaknesses and the same thing y'all's strengths don't really play in our weakness. Like for instance, y'all haven't had the most success passing the ball this year, uh, and that's where our defense really is ba- not the best. Uh, run the ball, we can stop the run pretty well, and that's what have y'all have succeeded this year. And then on defense, y'all's run defense. Now y'all have Willie Gay, so it'll probably in that game. I'm gonna and assume our de- y'all gonna play and our defense is getting better by the game. You can especially here at LSU that first half. Keep going back to the first. Yeah, half. yeah. And, but and, they played really well that first half. I mean, you hold the number two team in the nation, whose red zone percentage was like number one in the nation. You hold them with three field goals right there, the first three drives. Yeah, so and, and uh, they're getting better. You know, I just I, I think uh, the run game is gonna be really good. It's gonna be a really it's gonna be. It's going to be a good game, but a bad game at the same time. It's going to if be. You get my vibe. It's going to be a very competitive football game, but it's going to be a poor a game of poor execution. Yeah, it's probably. just going to be a very competitive te- game against two bad teams. What else did you notice around the uh, football world, college or NFL? What did you notice this weekend? What popped up to you? Uh, Wisconsin took a loss. They took to their Illinois. First, yeah, took their first loss. Did Jonathan Taylor even do anything? Uh, not much. That his Heisman campaign campaign even. Even if uh, I, for running back nowadays to win the Heisman, they gotta they gotta be going to the college football playoff. I feel like um, that's just the uh, landscape of college football is in right now. Quarterbacks can win it uh, as long as your team's semi-competitive. But if if you're a running back, you you've got to be just about the best player on the best team in order to win it. Jonathan Taylor did not even um, yeah here he is. Jonathan Taylor had 28 carries for 132 yards and one touchdown. So I mean not a bad I mean, stat yeah, line at all. But, that's not bad at all. But just taking a loss, that's just not gonna look good because Heisman voters, they uh, voters are not gonna be able to watch every game, every season. So when they go back and look, they're gonna say, "Wow, Wisconsin lost to Illinois. Obviously, he's not that much of a game changer," and. That could hurt his campaign because, like, I, I really do believe if you're gonna if a running back's gonna win the Heisman in today's 
landscape of college football, you have to be the best player on the best team. That's how Derek Henry won it a couple years ago. Mark Ingram, uh, yeah, same thing. Mark in Ingram same, did the same thing. Uh, so I mean, that, that's just how the world of college football is today. If I was putting a right now, if I was putting a favor on the Heisman, it'd be Joe, Joe Burrow. I heard he. I heard. I don't know if this is true. I heard it from a buddy of mine, but that he did come out today as the leading candidate for the Heisman. I, I think Joe Burrow is my, probably by popular vote. He's my favorite, and there's and of course there's always they always like to put a storyline behind the Heisman, and the storyline is Burrow is leading the most prolific LSU offense maybe in school history. So if he keeps this up, if he beats Bama on November 9th, LSU goes undefeated. As long as he just doesn't play poorly down the stretch, you can mark it up right now. I don't care what Jalen Hurts or Tua does. Joe Burrow is your Heisman. I have I see a lot of people picking LSU to win that game. Look, in I'm, Tuscaloosa. I'm, I'm tempted to see because Tua's injury, but it couldn't have came at a worse time for Alabama. There's no doubt about it. Could not have came at a worse time because – He's he's not going to play this weekend. He'll uh, play that LSU game. Yeah, I mean, he'll play. I bet I, my I mean, life inheritance, he's playing that game. I mean, game. yeah, I mean, you, you, he's got to play. I mean, you really want to send Mac Jones in, Mac Jones in against LSU, who, like I've said, their defense, it's not as good as it has been in past years, but that's still a good defense. I mean, they still got four or five stars just loaded yeah, on that defense. I mean, They're just that good it, off pure talent. Is it a, is it a pure good defense that's going to be able to lock you up for no points? No, but it's an opportunistic defense. That team still has playmakers in its defense, especially in in the secondary. They have playmakers. Speaking of two, me and my dad were talking about it the other day. They they play Arkansas this week. Alabama does, and then they go on a bye. So two is not going to play this this coming week, obviously. And then they go on that bye week. They're going to get him back in time for the LSU game. Yeah, I mean, they'll get him back. Uh, imagine if he got hurt during Arkansas. That's when it would have got would, a little. He, I don't bet you he'll play against Arkansas. No, no, there's no yeah. reason to play him against Arkansas. Let's be completely honest. I could trot out as the Maybe starting the quarterback. Maybe other talk of Iloa. I, I could. They're gonna. I, I don't know why he hadn't played this year. He played like the first game of the year. He threw a touchdown pass. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I I thought he had. I don't played think this he's. Year. A, I don't think he's the second string, but he might because be the third. They, they, they want him. They want him to redshirt. Obviously. Well, you get four games. That's my what I've wondered. Why you know because Mac Jones is not a world beater by any means, and I'm not saying Talia is, but at the same time. Mac Jones has proven in extended time that he's not necessarily a guy you want to count on to be your starting quarterback through all four games. So, or, or through a stretch, you know, for a whole game. So, my question is why doesn't Talia at least get a chance? It's tricky to me. I don't really understand why. But Mac Jones will be fine against Arkansas. Like I, like I was going to say, honestly, me or you could trot out as a starting quarterback against Arkansas, hand the ball off, and you'd be just fine. Uh, but you know, it's just it's going to be interesting to see because a hobble Tua is not beating LSU this year. I, I really don't think that. Here you go. Um, he did not play in the first two games of the season, but he did play against Southern Miss. He threw one pass for twenty yards, and that's all he did. He did throw a touchdown, but that's he did the only play. Game he's played in. That's the only game he's played in. Matt Jones played in the first two games against Duke and New Mexico State. Interesting. Uh, here's my thing. Can we, uh, can we agree on this? It's very probably stupid. not. It, it's a very stupid that what's probably going to be the number one versus the number two matchup is going to be at two thirty on CBS. They already used their nightcap. Well, that's so stupid. Why would you use your nightcap on Georgia Notre Dame? They had their mind made up, man. 
they had their. They if had it their, was in Death Valley, they wouldn't have picked Georgia at night. They, they would have the, made sure Georgia was at night. They had their. I mean, LSU. They had their minds on the money, and they thought, hey, we don't get Notre Dame often. Let's put them in the primetime spot. And that game wasn't bad, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I mean, it's just, man, Alabama, and I know some people are like, oh, tradition doesn't mean anything. Alabama versus LSU at night is a tradition. It's yeah. There's nothing wrong with having that slot. I know it hasn't been the most competitive game at times in the past few years, but it's still, that is the most, every year, that's going to be, that's the most looked to game in the SEC every year. Before the season starts, you're going to say, all right, what's the most looked to game this year? People are going five percent of people are going to say Alabama and Auburn, and the other ninety five are going to say Alabama LSU. I got a stat for you right here. Okay, Mississippi State and LSU play at two thirty this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday before that, LSU was at night, correct? They played Florida at night, or did they uh, play two thirty? Yeah, no, they played them at night. They played them okay. at night. Okay, so they LSU played Mississippi State two thirty this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. They play Auburn at two thirty this Saturday. They go on a bye, then they're going to play Alabama at two thirty. Two weeks from now, so they'll have three straight CBS games. Was was that the fir- was this their LSU's first CBS game? I think it was. It may have. I'm not sure, but I'm just saying. If they're it going- is, there's a very real possibility, and I want you to think about this because I really do see this as a possibility. Because I've looked at the slate, it's not that good that that week, no, the week of November 16th, the week before we get our bye before the Egg Bowl. There's a very real possibility LSU could play us on the CBS game at 2:30, and there that you could go. Four straight games playing at two thirty. No, and that either be y'all or us because we play Alabama. We play yeah, a- yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be us or y'all, I think. Yeah. And Alabama's already been on there a pretty good amount of time, they so got, they, they, they might want to slave their slots. Yeah, for Alabama. Um, but it won't be it won't be an early kick. If it's not gonna be two thirty for the Alabama, it'll be like can eleven talk o'clock about at night, this? maybe. Uh, can we? This is uh, why why in the world. Is Alabama playing Arkansas at six o'clock? Why? Because Alabama's AD came that, out. That that makes me so a former upset. Former Mississippi State AD, am I correct? Did, give Mr. Mr. Long, Long. We need we need our uh, we need our sports historian in here. Mr. Long didn't isn't the current Alabama AD a former Mississippi State alum and AD? Confirmed. That's what I thought. What? Who is the AD in Alabama? Is it Sankey? No, that's the uh, Greg Sankey, commissioner. That's yeah. His, uh, What's his name? Dang it! It's not Strickland because he's at Florida, and it's not Templeton. Is it Dan Mullen? Nah, not Dan Mullen. He should be an AD somewhere. He he's my head football coach. He'll, he'll be he'll be an AD after he wins the national championship in Florida. If he wins the national championship in Florida, the tears of agony he, will stream down my face. Uh, Greg Byrne. Greg, Greg Byrne. Greg, thank you. Thank you, Mr. State. Long. Hail State, Greg Byrne. But I don't think he sees it that way anymore. No, probably not. But, uh, you know, I, it's going to be fun. Uh, real quick, just to touch on some NFL that's been going on the last week. Uh, is oh, it well, just – Real quick. I'll, no, I'll, no I'll, go ahead. Go ahead. Did you see SEC shout out? Five teams in the top ten. Five teams in the top Alabama ten. Alabama at one. LSU at two. Mm-hmm. Um. Auburn's at like, are they still in the top ten? I think they are. They if not, they're at eleven. I, they were at eleven. No, I, so think, they, I think they're in. I think they're like six or seven. Okay. And then Florida's at like eight, and then Georgia's at ten. Congrats to the SEC, uh, the best football best conference in the. Um, always will be. Always has been. I'm gonna search that and fact check that while we're talking. Yeah, but while we're talking, let's go ahead and go. Can NFL. we talk about real quick how bad the NFC East has been this year? 
Between the Giants, the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Cowboys, that is a bad division. The Redskins are at one and six. The Giants are at two and five. The Eagles are at three and four, and the Cowboys are at four and three. I'm gonna have to add that up real quick. So you're at eight and eight. You're at ten and thirteen, and then you're at. They are the NFC East has a combined eleven and nineteen this year. That is awful. That might be the worst division in the NFL. Yeah, I, can, I mean, it may. It's obviously on a on a down note this year. Because the Cowboys, the Cowboys aren't that good this year. But they started out three and zero. Everybody was ready to pencil them in as the Super Bowl champion. Bad, bad teams. I mean, look who they beat in their. They beat the. Dolphins, they beat the Giants, and they beat the Redskins. That was their first three wins. That is a 0-6 team, a 1-6 team, and a 2-5 and team. And then they lost to the Jets, who are terrible, by the way. Very they bad. lost to the Saints. And then, not bad. No, not bad, but they lost to the Saints with Teddy Bridgewater, who is a... 5-0. No, yeah. 5-0 is a Saints QB. Which is crazy to me, by the way. And then they lost... trying to think who else they lost to, but I don't know, but it, either way, lose three straight... Oh, they lost to the Packers. Yes, they did. to the Packers. Yes, they did. A good team, so they didn't. And then they beat the Eagles, who are so not a very good team. So the Cowboys are 3-0. Oh. They would just absolutely have to screw this up for them not doing the division this year. Yeah, I mean, the division's bad. The Eagles, they're going to beat the now, Redskins. Now it, goes, now, it goes overall. Like, it goes on overall, yeah. and if it's a tiebreaker, it goes the division record. Because they've already so, beat the Redskins and Washington, so they'll beat them in Dallas. They beat – yeah, they – yeah. So, so there's fourth win, so they'll be 4-0. Well, it, like I said, division record doesn't matter unless it comes down to a tiebreaker. It's overall record first. Really? Yes. For a division race? Yes. It's not like the SEC. Oh. It's not like the SEC. That's weird. Uh, so, you know, because there was one year back, uh, the Eagles were what? seven and nine, and they finished in the division six and zero. Oh. So, you know, that's that. Their overall shouldn't matter if they're six and zero oh in the division. Therefore, they are the best team. In but the either division. way, that your sentiment still stands. The Cowboys would have to extremely screw up the season because the Eagles are not that great this year. Real quick, yes, you were right. Five SEC teams in the top ten. Bama at one, LSU two, Florida at seven, Auburn at nine, and Georgia at ten. Just real quick to give you a quick run through. It's going to go from one to 25. Bama, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Penn State, Florida, Notre Dame, Auburn, Georgia, Oregon, Utah, Wisconsin, Baylor, Texas, SMU, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Michigan, Notre, or Iowa, Appalachian State, Boise State, Iowa State, Arizona State, and Wake Forest, with Memphis being your first team out and pretty close to jumping back into the polls. If Memphis keeps winning out, I think there's a very real possibility that on that they go to uh, they go to SMU at Memphis for game day. They like to usually feature the the American Conference once. That's a really good one because that would probably decide. That could possibly decide a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, They're going boy, to like South Dakota State or something like that this week. Yeah, because if Michigan, but here's the thing: Boise State when they lost to BYU, that was big because unless they the American just collapses on itself, Boise State's not getting to a New Year's Six Bowl because if Memphis is to beat SMU, who's 16, and they're gonna SMU stays undefeated to that point, Memphis will leapfrog frog Boise State. Their quality of wins is much better than Boise State, so. It's going to be interesting to see. College football is really gearing up. Uh, I think we've got two weeks until our first college football playoff ranking. Have you ever seen a team who was number one slide down to number four and haven't even lost a game? They're still undefeated. You talking about Clemson? Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, yes, uh, Florida State, uh, they went undefeated in the first year of the college football playoff, and they just continually slid down the line. Um, they, Sorry, Mississippi State, we ruined that for them. And Ole Miss, Ole Miss ruined it for them, too. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't very – it wasn't a very good – ending for those teams that year. Mississippi State obviously losing the Egg Bowl when a win could have possibly gotten you in the SC, in the SEC Championship because you never know what uh, you never know what winning that game because that game went on before the Alabama-Auburn game that year. You have no idea what effect y'all winning on that game could have put on Alabama. They could have because there could have been a lot of pressure involved and uh, uh, Auburn gave them a good fight that year. Yeah, they did. That was the shootout year. Um, but if if but then you you got to think maybe that with us winning and them knowing they clinched their spot, they're okay, okay no pressure. Let's just go beat Auburn. You know what I want to do? What? Let's just talk straight hoops. Let's go high school, college, and NBA. All right, let's talk. Well, well, yeah, let's. Uh, high school's gearing up to start not this week. Some teams are going to be starting on Halloween night. Yeah, uh, I saw where West Union will be starting well, on Halloween night. West Union will my my alma mater will be starting on Halloween night, and along with a couple other schools. High school hoops around here is going to be – It's. I mean, it's always fun. It's always competitive. West Union, uh, my, the guys and the girls both have good shots to win their division. They really do. That's not me just saying it. I I would expect the girls to be listed as the favorites in their division. Um, the guys, maybe not because Coldwater is a new entry, and I've heard some pretty decent stuff. I've heard decent stuff on Byers as well, who stays in that division. So I'm not sure about that. Um – Around the horn, uh, Boonville is going to be good. Boonville boys. Boonville will be good. Um, Nettleton will probably stay competitive in our area. Tupelo is always going to be I pretty think, competitive. I can't remember, but I think Morville had a good nucleus of players returning last year, and then they have a chance of being pretty good this year. Pine Grove is, of course, and their girls is going to be very good. Um, uh, obviously. They're definitely the favorites going into the year to win 1A State yet again. Ingemar drops back down to 1A, uh, and their girls are going, of course, under a rebuild after losing here by Seth and Lauren Thompson this last season after the previous season losing Mallory Russell, uh, Maggie Smithy, and Lindsey Hall. So, you know, Ingemar is under, they're under rebuild, but like I've talked to a lot of people about, that team might not have the as much talent but knowing how to win is a skill. Would you agree? Agreed. Knowing how to win is a skill, and those girls know it because they've been sitting behind that group watching how they win basketball games. And yeah. They're, they're going to be ready. They're going to be scrappy, and they're going to be competitive. Uh, like all Ingemar teams yeah, are. Yeah. Um, they're, speaking of, the guys will be all right. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see how Zach Sugars comes back after tearing his ACL in the offseason. Be interested to see how he comes back and plays. He sh- they, with everything I've heard, he should be ready. Um, the South Tula girls are going to be good this year. I was about to say, give me give me an update on South Tula. The South Tula girls are going to be. I would. They've I been mean, building. They've they have been building. They they're keeping all the same players that they have last year. I know, like they're you know their core players are coming back, and then they got a transfer from Tupelo that's supposed to be the real deal. So I figure they'll be really good. And the boys, um, they're going to be young. I mean, I'm not. I'm just not going to lie. They're going to be young. I mean, they still have my my good friend TJ coming back, and he'll be doing what he does. But, we, I mean, we had eight seniors uh, graduate last year. It's a big class. So, even out of six high school. So, they're, they're going to – I'm not saying they're going to struggle, but I really I feel like they'll do good within the county, within the area. But when it comes to 5A competition, with them just being so, you know, having a lack of experience, I feel like that might hurt them a little bit. 
But um, let's move on to some college hoops real quick. Uh, they released the AP poll yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. I did. Neither Ole Miss or State were listed. The only SEC teams listed was Kentucky at two. Florida was the top ten team. And then Auburn was down there at the bottom, and so was LSU. Um, they, I'll tell you this. The opening day of college basketball, I saw this yesterday. Opening day of college basketball is November 5th. They're going to have the Champions Classic. Check this matchup. They have four teams. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Michigan State, number one, plays Kentucky, number two. Just open the season up with one yep. versus two. Then Kansas, number three, plays Duke, number four. It that's, always starts like that. I mean, that's, it, that's amazing. Th- have you noticed, like, and, and I really think the AP poll uh, or, and it, at the start of every year, they try to rank the teams as well, close as they can because they know the Champions Classic is that, big. I always love watching Champions Classic. That's I mean, just it's a, good basketball. That's quite – I mean, Duke just absolutely hammered Kentucky last um, year. Ole Miss not receiving a top 25 vote, but Mississippi State is already receiving 12 votes. Yeah, I mean – Are you kind of surprised that Ole Miss isn't receiving at least one top 25 vote? You saw us yeah. last year. Y'all know y'all, – you were, Y'all were a good team last year. And we're returning. We lost Terrence Davis, and I think – don't get me wrong. Terrence Davis was a phenomenal player for us last year, but I think – we brought in a good enough recruiting class to help alleviate that loss. I, I really think – I'm not saying this team's going to be a top 25 team, but I think there's a shot. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you'll be a top 25 team, but you're a tournament team. I yeah. think if y'all don't make the tournament, I think NIT – for Mississippi State and Ole Miss both, I think NIT is kind of, you know, that's kind of – I wouldn't say – I mean – I, basically a disappointment. I feel like both teams are good enough to make the tournament. It depends. Uh, I've always said it depends on the uh, NIT. Like you know, if you're a if you're a one if you're a one seed in the NIT, like obviously yeah. you want to go to the big dance. But one seed in the NIT, you know, you're at the very least you're on. You're one of those final few teams. So you've had a good season. Anything below that, then at that point, you want to be on the bubble. If you're not on the bubble, that's when it's a bad season. I always thought. In my opinion, that Brendan Tyree was better than Terrence Davis. Brendan Tyree is more consistent than Terrence Davis, in my opinion. Uh, I believe that. Um, but looking at it, um, Memphis starting out at 14th. Can we talk about that? They'll, I mean, they'll be a top 10 team. They will. You think so? Yeah. Why not? Kentucky I mean, brings in freshmen every year, and they're always a they're top 10 team. They're going to have James team. Wiseman, obviously, the number one recruit in the country. They brought in the number one recruiting class in the country. They're going to have Mitchell Thornsberry, who's another uh, kid at Memphis East. Me and Blake actually saw him at the Lighthouse Classic. That kid can rebound with the best of them. He is very good. They bring in DJ Jeffries from uh, Olive Branch. You Did you play against we him? We didn't play against him, but I, I've seen film on him. He's a good player. Definitely a good player. He's very uh, can score the ball very well. I mean, Memphis is going to be a talented team, don't get me wrong, but I hate – when people buy into the hype, it's like we were talking about earlier. Preseason All-American, James Wiseman. He's never stepped on the court once, and he's a first-team preseason All-American. No, no, no. There's a senior somewhere that is leading their conference in the scoring that deserves it. And you're giving it to a kid that's never even stepped on the college basketball floor. He may go out there and not know how to adjust to the college basketball game and not even be a shade of what he was in high school. Memphis had the number one overall recruiting class in 2019. Includes James Wiseman, the number all, uh, number one overall recruit, five star, Precious Achuana, something like that from Florida, five star. He was the fifteenth overall recruit in the nation, and then they had five four stars: Boogie Ellis out of California, DJ Jeffries out of here in Mississippi, Olive Branch, Lester uh, Quin Quinos, something like that from Florida, four star, Malcolm Dandridge. Right there from East. Oh, that was it. Ma- I said Mitchell Thornsberry. Malcolm Dandridge. He's That's right him. there from East Memphis, four-star. And 
Damien Ba. Four star. Damien Ba. B A U G H. Ba. Something. Anyway, seven, o- seven overall recruits, two five stars, and five four stars. I mean, don't be wrong. That's an extremely talented team. I'm just. Penny Hardaway can coach. It's not like he can't coach. I'm just everywhere he's been is good. I'm not a fan. We saw it with Nebraska this year. You don't rank teams that you haven't seen the core of their team play that haven't proved anything. You don't rank them. If they win, that's fine. That's why I hate preseason rankings. I mean, preseason rank—they're the stupidest thing in the world. Preseason rankings are stupid. But like, I'm just—and I'm not saying that James Wiseman is a number one, you know, All-American first team. I'm just saying Memphis is going to be a good team. Don't get—I don't disagree with you. I think they'll Memphis win their is, conference. I think Memphis. I think Memphis might be a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. I can believe it. But I hate ranking teams when you haven't seen any. Thing from them last year, Memphis was just average. I know they brought in an amazing recruited class, but you don't you don't know how those players are going to mesh together. That basketball, you know, basketball is the ultimate team sport. Uh, you, you people can say, oh, once, college basketball, college basketball. You know, because you see, you know, Duke had Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, and uh, Cameron Reddish. Three of the top ten recruits coming out of uh, out of out of high school. Three of the top ten picks in this year's NBA draft, and they got beat by a Michigan State team. And I don't even know if Michigan State had a top ten pick this year. It's all about your team meshing together, how well they play together on the floor. Your best five versus my best five. I don't care about my best three versus your best three. I care about my best five versus yours. That's what matters. I'm not saying Memphis isn't going to be phenomenal, but quit ranking teams. And this goes for baseball, football, or basketball. Quit ranking teams when you don't haven't seen probably all of their starting five. You pro- We probably haven't seen a single player in what's going to be Memphis' starting five play in a game in college. I'm trying to find the All-American team because I, I think Reggie Perry out of – Reggie Perry out of uh, Mississippi State. I don't think he was All-American, but he's first team All-SEC. Yeah, and he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, did, Tyree was in the first team. Yeah, he was me? as well. I'm expecting big years out of both those guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's move on to NBA real quick. Um, you know, it's gonna be this is going to be the most competitive year of NBA we've had in a while. Agreed. It's very – I mean, the stars went everywhere. East, West. West is obviously going to be a little bit more tougher, but there's still some good teams in the East. The West is just stacked this year, man. Yeah, but it's like spread out. You know what I'm it's saying? It's spread out, but the West is still stacked compared to the East. It used to just be the Warriors, you know, and they the West was still good, but the Warriors ruled everything, and that's not the case this year. Um, so the state of California's teams are going to be very good. Oh uh, yeah, because the Lakers, the Clippers, the um, Warriors, Warriors, and the Kings. And the Kings. The Kings. Kings are going to be very, very good. Signed Buddy Hill to like a eighty four year, eighty two dollar extension. Eighty two, yeah, eighty two dollars total. That's all I got. Yeah, eighty two uh, million dollars. Well, you know, do you think he was a little bit upset after he saw that Jalen Brown signed four years, one fifteen with the Celtics? I mean, I would be. I mean, uh, Jalen Brown's not that much better than him. No, I, I would. I, Much better I mean, shooter than Jalen Brown. Yeah, he's a better shooter, but Jalen Brown is very valuable all over the floor. You know, I don't know if Jalen. Here's the thing. Here's my thing with the NBA. Jalen Brown is not worth four years, one fifteen mil. But the landscape of the NBA demands a player like him gets four years, one fifteen mil. Yeah. So, moving on, I want you real quick to lay out your top four teams in the West and your top four teams in the East. 
tell a little bit because I know a lot of y'all listening don't watch much NBA. But, you know, if you're listening to this point, we appreciate it. So we're going to give you a little bit rundown what we're seeing and why we're seeing it. Uh, start with the East. Give me your top four teams. Uh, top four teams in the East. 76ers. Um, you know, the Celtics probably. You think the Celtics? I mean, they've been playing well. They lost a few. They've lost a few pieces. They lost out Horford, which that one's big. I'm not putting Brooklyn in the top four. No. I think the Heat will be good with Jimmy Butler over there now. The East is a little the East is a little bit hard for me because I'm solely on the West. I'm trying to think of some other people. Um, you know, I'm not sure. The Bucks. Oh yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah, obviously the Bucks. The Bucks. The 76ers, I think the Heat will be good. Um, what about the Wizards? John Wall will be back this year. Yeah, and when was the last time he was effective? The The Wizards are effectively, they are stuck with one of the worst contracts probably in the league. Uh, it's it's not a good situation for the Wizards, no doubt about it. Uh, not, you know, obviously... They've got to make a decision on Beal uh, if you want to try to build around him or if you want to just move on from that. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, no doubt about it. Um, my top four teams in the East, I'm going to have the Sixers at one. Um, you know, Ben Simmons, he made a three-pointer, so they're going to destroy the Finals NBA right now. <laughs> uh, but no, the, they're very good. They got They picked up Al Horford, which was huge for them. Because now you got relief for Joel Embiid. They don't have to. He, Joel Embiid don't have to feel like he's on the floor all 48 minutes. You can split their minutes up, but you can also play them together. Which you can play uh, Horford at the four and Embiid at the five. The Raptors will still be, be good. Very good. Yeah, the Raptors aren't going to be bad. Um, I've got, I've got the Bucks at two. Um, I think the Bucks are going to be very, very solid this year. Um, you know, obviously still have Giannis. They. Chris Middleton's back. Brooke Lopez is back, which was a very big get for them. Uh, you're going to need somebody to step up and replace Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I would like to see uh, Dante DiVincenzo take a step this year. Um, I'd want to ta- see him take a step as a shooter. I think he can you know, play a big part in that team, helping them out. Uh, that team, you know, they're still going to be very, very good, very competitive. I expect Giannis to pick up right where he left off from his MVP season last year. Uh, I like the Pacers a lot. I like the Pacers a lot more than other people. It depends, of course, on Oladipo, if he can come back, how effective he can be when he comes back from um, tearing his, um, was it patella tendon? I'm not sure. I think it was his, I think it was that. Um, Same thing with the Mavericks. I mean, not the Mavericks, the Magic. Yeah, the Magic are gonna, uh, they're gonna have a shot to be pretty competitive this year. But the Pacers, I like them at three a lot, and then uh, I'm. You know the fourth. I could the fourth. I don't see being locked up by anybody. I think the I think well, the Raptors can make a run at. It. I think the Celtics can make a run at. It. I do think the Nets could still make a run at it. You know, it's gonna be interesting to watch. You have your four play your eight playoff teams from the East last year, were the Raptors and and this is in no particular order. The Raptors, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Magic, the Nets, and then uh, the Pacers were one. And then, who is that last team out of the East? Did the Wizards make it in? No, the Wizards didn't make it. The Wizards were not very good last year. Um, 
put that up for me. It's blank in my mind. I why can I not think? Because the 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 Celtics played the Pacers. The the Raptors the Raptors played Brooklyn, I think. No, the Sixers played Brooklyn in the first round. The Raptors played the Magic. So the Bucks were left with um, the Heat didn't make it in. I'm sorry, guys. I know this is taking up a little bit of time. I, I cannot think for the life of me who the Bucks played the first round last year. Uh, that's going to kill me. Um, the Pistons? The Pistons. The Pistons did make it in, yeah. So, I mean, I see. That's who I really see fighting for it. I see I see. those are my one, two, three, and then the four. I see the Raptors or the Celtics probably making a, a run, or the Nets making a rush at four. Moving on to the West. Uh, Jackson, hit me up with your top four in the West. No particular order. The Lakers, the Clippers, um, the Nuggets, and the Rockets. You think so? Yeah. I think I think Harden and Russ and Houston is going to be dangerous. You think that's going to work together well? I do, yeah. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say the Nuggets of four. I like Jamal Murray coming back, getting better another year's experience under him. Nikola Jokic, obviously the best playmaking center in the league, no doubt about it. Uh, that team is just getting better and better. No doubt about it. Gary Harris, obviously, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I think he's one of the most underrated players, uh, underappreciated. Number three, I have the Jazz. I, um, the Jazz are going to be very, very good. Um Mike Con the Mike Conley trade was big for them. They now have a very very good point guard, the most one of the most underrated point guards in the NBA, to pair with Donovan Mitchell to take some of the pressure off of Mitchell. They return Rudy Gobert. They have uh, Joe Ingles. They have Bohan Bogdanovich. Uh, so that that's a really good team. Um, they've got a lot. They've got a lot good going on. That's going to be a very good defensive team as well. I think uh, the I've got the Lakers at two as of right now. Uh, the Lakers are going to be very good, as much as I tease you about them. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, LeBron and AD are going to work pretty good, well together, I think. Um, Rondo, he's going to—they're going to need him to step up and play better defense than he has in the past couple of years. He—he, he, uh, you know, he's—he's he's declined a little bit, in my opinion, on the defensive end. But you know, I think again, with not having so much playmaking uh, responsibility on him, he could put more effort on the defensive end of the floor. Kuzma's going to shoot the ball well, no doubt about it. Um, is he now? Didn't Kuzma have an injury scare? Yeah, but he is now. He's at practice. So he's, he's at practice. Yeah. Is he going to play tonight? He's not. Not going to play tonight. Mm-mm. Um. So yeah, that lot going on uh, with that team. Um, and then at one, I have the Clippers as of right now. I just I think they're going to be maybe the best defensive team in the NBA. I think they're going to be very very good. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George, uh, Patrick Beverly will be there. Lou Williams will be there to score off the bench. I, I just like that team a lot. I, I really like that team. I think they are going to be all around a very good team. I think they're going to work well together. I think they've got a good amount of spacing. Overall, right now, I see I see the Clippers as the team to beat. We debated it, but in all seriousness, I do see the Clippers as the team to beat in the NBA right now. All right, give me your finals prediction way too early. Finals prediction, I'm going to say Clippers, and I'm going to say Sixers. I'm going to go Lakers and Bucks. Lakers and Bucks. Wow. But we're rounding up on the 43-minute mark, so do you have anything else to say? Uh, great episode. Uh, really excited for the NBA to start back. Um, college football is getting into a very fun part of it. You know, uh, Both of our teams took it on the chin, but, hey, hopefully we can turn around the next coming weeks. 
maybe Egg Bowl might be for um, a maybe one one or both teams will probably be fighting for a bowl bid for the fourth straight year in a row. Because I'm even though Ole Miss couldn't go the year we beat y'all, that got us to six and six. So I'm gonna count that one. So getting to a winning record. So six for the fourth year in a row is one of the teams gonna be fighting in the Egg Bowl for a winning record or maybe both. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be competitive like we talked about. Uh, college football playoff scene is looking crazy this year. It's going to be interesting to see who fills that up. A lot going on. NBA starts back tonight, like I said. I think it's going to be a fun year in the NBA. I uh, want to thank everybody that follows us on social media. Of course, follow us there if you don't on Facebook at CousinCast, Twitter at CastCousin, and Instagram at CousinCast. Thank you, Kevin Connell Hitting Academy, who did not get us a question of the day. That's on our sponsor, guys. Uh... Let no me question think. of the day, man. Let's just hang okay, on. Okay, let, let me think. Okay, real quick. Let's just do a simple one. Uh, okay. Question, we'll, we'll say this is sponsored even though. Uh, question of the day, if um, Desert Island, you can bring three things with you. What are you bringing? That's not an easy one. Well, I didn't Sun, say it was supposed to be easy. A sunscreen. Sunscreen? I burn easily. Um, I think my one of my favorite quotes of yours, Jackson, is you, I asked you why you were putting on sunscreen because there, the sun was barely even out. And you are like, that's fine. You can get melanoma. Yeah, I did say that. So sunscreen, um, some sort of some sort of food. I'd bring something, you know, cause you gotta have something. And water will be at my disposal. It may not be clean, but it'll already be there. So um, a shank. A shank. Gotta have something. <laughs> I'm bringing a water purifier. You gotta have okay. a water purifier. Okay. Uh, I'm bringing something to start a fire, like, uh, like a piece of flint. Start, shank. Start your fire. You start a shank. You start a fire. Shank. Um. And then finally, I'm gonna bring uh, my Bible because I'm a good Christian boy. <laughs> uh, hey, I would like to be able to bring a Bible, and I, I can go, I can go fashion something to kill my, uh, kill my meal. You know, I'm gonna get a stick and fish. Uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm bringing my Bible. I'm doing it. I'm, ca- I'm saying it right here. But we thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. But for Jackson Finch, I'm Peyton Taylor. Thank you for wa- listening. Have a blessed day.